Hey, welcome to Faith in Real Life, where we talk about truths of the Bible that are relevant to your life and faith. My name is Obi. I'm the pastor to men and single adults at First Baptist O'Fallon, and I'm joined as always, or well, almost always, uh, by Bryson, our student pastor. I'm going to say hey and then I'm going to just add, I take offense to the almost always. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, things happen. It's, oh, the, okay. it's the time of COVID, and uh, also you're allowed vacations and things like that, so That's uh, almost that just, always. It just felt like a dig. And also joined... As almost always with uh, Josh Rink, our kids' life pastor. Hello, hello. All right. And so we got those two. There was a little less enthusiasm in those hellos today. <laughs> hey Hello, hello. There we go. That yeah. felt patronizing. We well, did kind of dig at us like in the, in the opening. I know. So was a, See, <laughs> when I was just trying to be factual, it was just not always. You're not always In all here. fairness, though, I don't think you've missed a podcast episode. Hmm. Okay. I don't think you have. Of all of our podcasts, I think you've. I think, been been, only, been, think been you're the, the only one that's one. been consistent I was, each week. Well, because I, I got COVID during our uh, like Christmas break. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So And we weren't but, recording back then. Are you saying I need to take a break? And No, I'm saying in all fairness to what you said, like, you know, you're, you're true. So what you're actually saying yeah. is. <laughs> all right. So uh, now that we've gotten all that out of the way and uh, thoroughly insulted each other, don't worry if you're listening. We do love each other. Um, so anyway, we are talking today about our This Is Us study that's going on at the church. Um, and so it's a church-wide emphasis, which when we say that, we mean that our pastor is going to be speaking on this uh, these topics, and then our small groups are also uh, learning lessons on these topics uh, from all ages, from uh, kids in in uh, what preschool, Josh, or preschool mm-hmm. learning these, and oh then, yeah, and then all the way up to uh, senior adults. So all the way through, we're learning uh, the same concepts. It, the lessons are going to look a little different, mm-hmm. right? But uh, but still learning the same concepts. And so so far, uh, we've talked about, and again, when we say this is us. Uh, we're saying this is who we are. This is uh, who we are as a church, what we believe, etc. our vision and our values. So our vision is we exist to glorify God and do his will. So that was week one. And then weeks two and three, we, we jumped into some of the ways that we carry out that vision. So value one was we are God-centered, and value two is that we're Bible-based. And so when we say this is us, we're saying this is what we as a church want to be, mm-hmm. why we exist, why we meet, why we uh, collectively uh, join together on the mission for God. And so we exist to glorify God and do his will. And then two of the ways we do that is one, by being God-centered with our lives, with our church, and also by being a Bible-based church. Mm -hmm. And so that's the first three weeks. And so now we're on to value three, which we're covering in week four, and that is being purpose-guided. So I just wanted to uh, start by kind of um, maybe defining that mm-hmm. for people, helping people understand when we say purpose guided, what do we mean by that? What is our purpose? So uh, let's start with you today, Bryson. What uh, what are some thoughts you have on uh, what is our purpose? Yeah, so one of the things that I really love about our church's mission and vision, like the who we are, who we want to be, all that kind of stuff is each week, it actually builds off of each other. And so you were mentioning like this week is purpose guided. And so um, when we when we talk about that, right, so our church says that we exist to glorify God. That's kind of our, uh, that was week one of the series that we talked about. Um, but we do that by following his purposes for our church through, and then we talk about worship, 
uh, ministry, evangelism, fellowship, and discipleship. Um, and so those are the five kind of purposes that our church has set aside. And what I like about like just the flow is again, it builds off each other. And so all of those five things are based on the Bible, which was last week's things. And if we live a God-centered life, then these things are going to kind of be some of the overflow. So I just think it's really cool, right? Just how mm-hmm. like the order was so intentionally set and important. But um, so when I think about what is our purpose, I think, you know, we're talking about a church-wide study, but I think it's also a good reminder that this is meant to be done individually as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think I talked about this a little bit on the last podcast episode, but um, it'd be really easy to just for people to listen and say, well, I just want the church is this and that's great. Um, but like the church isn't like just the building and it's not just the organizational Sunday morning. Um, it's the people, you know. Right. And so if the people aren't living this out, if the people aren't really taking a hold of this vision, um, then that's really not, you know, it's not really fulfilling that purpose and those things. And so I, I think one of the things that that just comes to my mind is what is our purpose? So um, one of the sayings we have at uh, for students, which is our student ministry here at FBCO, is um, that you are here on purpose for a purpose. And that really speaks to students because um, I think it speaks to a lot of people because, you know, what is our purpose here? And um, and it's just that reminder that, like, God does have a plan and, and a purpose and intentions for your life. And it's not always what we would imagine it to be. But if we would do these things, right, if we'll exist, like if our purpose will be to glorify God and we do that through worship, ministry, evangelism, fellowship, and discipleship, um, I think some of those other things that we're searching and seeking after will just kind of begin to unfold and kind of show themselves and reveal themselves in our life. And, you know, I'm talking a lot, sorry. Um, But that's all right. We're going to take a nap. You just keep going. (laughs) My bad. Um, But I do think it's really, again, just one last touch is... um, this is these five things are not limited to a Sunday morning on a church service. Right. Um, I think it should be reflected in a Sunday morning church. I think our church should be these things, and that's what we we want to be, and that is who we're striving to be. Um, but like, you can worship God throughout the week. Um, you can do ministry. Like, like ministry is not limited to one hour on a Sunday morning. Um, evangelism. Actually, I would probably suggest to you that one of the best places to evangelize is actually outside of the Sunday morning service, um, at work, at school, at, at like wherever you're going. Um, fellowship, again, can happen outside of the church building. Discipleship um, can happen. And again, these things should take place on church on Sunday morning. But I, I say all that just as the reminder that don't substitute God's purpose for your life for just coming to a church service each week in person or online. That's yeah, good. That's good. So I want to make sure people hear that because um, we're talking about this is us and what we mean by that is um, who we are as a church. But uh, Bryson started out in a good area that I think is healthy for everyone uh, is to say, well, yeah, that's what the church should be. But what about me? Mm-hmm. And so to not take these um, these values in, in in the vision, we exist to glorify God and do His will. We're God-centered and Bible-based. We don't mean that we as a, a church organization are the only ones who need to do this. We mm-hmm. mean that this is what we hope the DNA of our members will be, is yeah. that they individually want to glorify God and do His will, that they individually want their lives centered on God. They want their lives Bible-based. So so good word. All right, I want to jump to you next, Josh. So uh, what else you want to add about this? What is our purpose? What other thoughts do you have? Yeah, you know, as Bryson kind of looked at the individual, I kind of look at the body. Um, so whenever I was thinking about what it means to have purpose, the thing I kept coming back to is it's really kind of our vision statement 
in action. Hmm. You know, good. Yeah. It, it's good to have a vision statement, right? Mm-hmm. We addressed all of that, like what, three podcasts ago yeah. and, and what that means. But, you know, it's good to have it because it's real pretty writing on the wall and mm-hmm. you know, put it on the website, you know, for us as a church. And if you got one for your household, you know, it makes good artwork, you know, or to put it on the refrigerator. But if you don't act on it, it means nothing. Yeah. And so we, when we say we want to be purpose guided, we have to do these things. So our vision statement, just a refresher is, is to glorify God and do his will. Mm-hmm. So this means to glorify God, there are steps yep. that I need to do. I, I can't be a Christ follower if my feet are standing still. Mm. And, you know, I'm looking like behind us here on the table, we actually have the image of for this is us. And you can see it on the website. And if you're ever at the church, you get a chance to look at it. But just look up in the third image in, which is what we're talking about here, is if you see it's an image of a compass. Mm. You know, a compass is a good tool, you know, to, to, you know, if you're lost. But if I just stand in the woods and do nothing with my, you know, like this compass is supposed to get me back home. Bro, I'm so sorry. Are you saying what? Say that again. A what? Compass. The compass. Oh, a compass. Sorry, you're from Arkansas. I, I, I'm i sorry. I wasn't trying to be rude. That really just threw me for a loop for just a second. Keep going. So Obi gets to make fun of Bryson. I'm so sorry. Bryson gets to make see, fun of where I'm see, from. See, but I was just thinking, oh, man, Josh put more thought into what the symbols meant than I had. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's what the compass means. So, hey, we all had a, a little so moment sorry. of revelation there. Josh, keep going. You were, you were speaking well, some good truth I'll there, I'll expound bro. on our, our graphic design, graphic designer. Um, but I will, <laughs> but I, with the... But I mean, is it true though? The compass, if I don't walk out of the woods, yeah. I'm still lost. Yeah. I'm still not, I don't have a purpose. I'm not moving forward. Mm-hmm. So that's what we have to do. So if I was going to reflect on God's word, you know, 1 Corinthians 10 31, which we said back in the podcast, you know, whatever you eat or drink, whatever you do, you know, do it all for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And that that's what we have to do. But, but that's the thing we have to do. Right. There has to be an action to go yeah. with. Right. So then as we um, put these together, I think that's a a great approach to see our vision. We exist to glorify God and do his will. So when we talked about uh, the first week that a lot of times people wonder, what is the purpose of life? Mm -hmm. Um, What is that? So for the individual, then um, we exist to glorify God and do his will. And if if we're searching for something else other than um, what we're created to do, um, you know, if you made something, if I make uh, a chair, it's created for me to sit in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to sit on. And so, so if that's its purpose, if I start using it for other things, or if it, um, if it had the capacity to want to be used for other things, you say, well, that's not your purpose. Mm-hmm. And so same thing for us, we will feel unsatisfied um, if we're not living out that purpose. And so I, I quoted Isaiah 43, 7, uh, and I always go to this when I talk about the purpose of life. Why do we exist? Everyone who bears my name is created for my glory. I have formed them. Indeed, I have made them. So um, we're created for God's glory. That's the purpose. Um, And whether that be individually or also as a body of believers, a church. And then uh, Bryson, you had touched on this. I think Josh going to as well. Um, But the Acts chapter 2 verses 42 through 47, that's where those those principles come from the teaching, the fellowship, um, having, uh, caring for people in need, going from house to house, praising God, worshiping, adding to their numbers, evangelism. So, so those uh, five principles, principles, the fellowship, edu- education, uh, <laughs> I almost said evangelism, education <laughs> at the same time. So fellowship, 
education, evangelism, worship, and then service and or ministry, whichever mm-hmm. you want to call that, uh, those five functions of the church. And you, you've you seen them in, in books like The Purpose Driven Life, mm-hmm. uh, but that's that's not the origin. The origin is Acts chapter 2, right. uh, verses 42 through 47. So when people are thinking about purpose, um, it is Bible-based. Yeah, It's a Bible-based purpose, and we see it in uh, 1 Corinthians, as Josh mentioned. We see it in Isaiah 43 and Acts chapter 2. Uh, so, all right. So now that we uh, have gotten that out of the way, maybe we'll have someone message us and tell us how to pronounce compass, right? Because I say compass. Bro, I feel like Josh, a jerk. I just, Josh I says compass. Right? How do you say it, Josh? Compass. Compass. I just, I, I really didn't know what you were describing for a second. And so, so I was like so thrown off, but you're good. When I was a youth pastor in Kentucky, um, they all corrected me on, I don't say roof, I say roof. And they say, are oh. you a are you a dog? Because oh. it sounds like you're barking, right? That's okay. Yeah. So here's a good one. All right. And this is going to be fun. I'm just going to spell it. And I want everybody to say it. Okay. Oh, okay. An exercise. All right. So it's 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 not a long one. And you can do this at home. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just do this at home. So it's O-I-L. Oil. 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 Oh. So that's me. You're definitely a southerner. It's oil. Yeah. If it, if just just to insult myself because I did not really just I say pillow but it's pillow and people make fun of me for it all the time. Interesting. That's, yeah, that's a fancy way to say that word. Mm. Pillow. I don't know. I just pillow. I don't know. It's fancy incorrect. You know synonyms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. In moving church, on. Now church. that we've uh, lost every listener, uh, wow. going on on uh, talking about purpose guided. So first, I want to talk about how. Um, this purpose should guide us at church, uh, thinking that we have a purpose in life, right, or, and a purpose as church. Yeah. How should it guide us then? How should it affect our actions? So we'll start off with you, Josh. Yeah. So just to kind of continue what I said before, you know, there's if, if I'm only going to focus on one because we can talk about so many, but the, the fact is that when I think of the word disciple mm-hmm. like we, we we use that a lot as someone who follows christ well i think sometimes in the church we we kind of just keep it as a noun mm. like i'm changed i i am a follower of christ therefore i am a disciple but i think it kind of flips the word the way you want to see it is from mm-hmm. you know a noun as to a verb yeah like i need to be a disciple and disciple mm. is taking steps and this means to grow in my faith yeah that's good is it, it, is to keep building that up and that therefore in turn we want to be a disciple maker we want mm-hmm. to make other disciples yeah. so therefore i am i'm doing these things so let's just you know <laughs> i in kids ministry you know with stuff here like i can't do what i do without volunteers and we have an mm. awesome awesome mm. group of people of volunteers but I can't multiply myself because, you know, in pre-COVID, when we were running 300 and something, you know, close to 400 kids, you know, like I can't teach that room right. by myself. Like I need others to help multiply. And so our volunteers, I encourage them, they're disciple makers yeah. because we're building on the, the basics of faith. And as we hand them over to students, they're yeah. doing the same thing. And as we hand them off and then just coming together as a church. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the old song, right? We stand on the promises of Christ, but but sometimes as Christians we sit on the premises, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. know, we we're, we're on the edge, mm-hmm. but you know, we say we're in faith, but we stand on the edge of taking our stuff in action. Yeah. So I think that's something that we say that if I say that I truly have this purpose to glorify God and do His will, yeah. Then therefore 
I'm going to go do all that I can and to look at those attributes of the first church that you mentioned in Acts chapter 2 and that that Doug you know talked about in a sermon but to look I mean look at all the verbs in that in that just read that out. Yeah. You can go back to verse 36 and look at the verbs, right? They devoted themselves. That's an action, right? right? They, We saw teaching that was taking place through the apostles. We saw fellowship. We saw, I mean, there was even eating, right? I mean, they ate together. That's community. That's a step. You know, and I could go through the list, but mm-hmm. there's, I love the focus on that. They devoted yeah. themselves. That's that means good. I fully committed, immersed and did they and did they just do that by just hanging out over here? Mm. No, they yeah. you're in it. Yeah. And that is something that we need to do to say so let's turn this word Christian yeah. disciple into a word of action yeah. instead of I like that cuz it's it's like you know we call this faith in real life not faith at one point. <laughs> you know, like like these are how we live out our faith and I think that's really good. One For thing real. that I was thinking about as you were talking Josh about you know what how does this guide us as a church is I think it also does give us a lot of intentionality behind what we do, you know. Um so we're all three pastors at this church and you know there's a lot of decisions that get made and you know the way we structure things and the way we do things and you know, and sometimes they're popular and sometimes they're not. And that's okay, right? That's going to be any church or any even organization, any organization in the entire yeah. world. That's just going to be the case. But but we have something that like the secular world doesn't. And that is we have um, the, 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 the vision. We exist to glorify God and do his will. We, we have, you know, the Bible, we, we, you know, all these different things and these different purposes that guide us. And um, but, you know, so for me, I got to a point last year in 2020 where so we're gone our church was closed for like what maybe four months five months depending which ministry yeah yeah. okay so um let's just let's just go four months just for the sake of conversation june okay four months for sake of conversation did some finger counting yeah i had to count there for a second well anyway when we came back one of the things i really wrestled with was why do we go to church on a weekly basis um because for me, I, I've never, I, you know, I was in the church for 26 years and nine months, that kind of a thing, um, you know, had never not been in church on a Sunday morning. And so it kind of threw me and, you know, and I, I started to ask myself more for the student ministry, like, why do we meet weekly? Why do we meet on a weekly basis? And, and one of the things that the Lord just began to reveal to me and show me just through his word was, um, you know, there isn't like this preset, like you just have to, but there is this kind of fulfillment of these five purposes in the gathering of God's people. And, you know, and I, of course I speak and say, you know, I think that, you know, in a, in a world where people are in person and online, I'm not trying to discount the online. Don't, don't hear me say that right. wrong. Like I understand some people need to be online. And so hear, hear me say that, but I mean, this is online, like this is a resource that's helping people online. So I, I say all that to say though, um, there is something though about that weekly gathering um, that intentionality of of we are coming together as a church, whatever that looks like, whatever we've you know we say that that looks like, um, and and how we you know if we want to say what time it is, how what the structure of all that looks like, it, it helps us to fulfill our purpose. Mm. It's like that coming together to be restored and renewed in our purposes, so that we can go out into the world and, and to live out our purposes there, just with intentionality in our hearts. Yeah, because obviously we are in a time where a lot more needs to be done online, and I think the church w- should forever be uh, have online components. I think from this mm-hmm. this point forward, yeah. uh, we should always anticipate and and seek to reach people yeah. online. Uh, 
But there's no getting around it that uh, the church is not just a thing you consume. Mm -hmm. And so while you can get some of the church um, online, at some point, people are going to have to come back because we are created for fellowship and Mm -hmm. to be together and and partnership. Um, So at some point, people do have to come back. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, we want people to be safe, et cetera. Um, But but we can't underestimate the value of being with other humans. Mm -hmm. We can even see it. We've talked on this show about um, the depression that's out there in the world, Mm -hmm. uh, not even necessarily Mm -hmm. having to do with uh, the church, it's just people miss people. Right. Uh, that's because we're created for relation. When we think yep. of the image of God that, uh, that he created us in, that we are, we are, um, created, crafted by him and his image poured out into us. There's all sorts of aspects of that. And one of those is the relational aspect. So, yep. so absolutely. And so your, your point about it makes us intentional, um, having this purpose, thinking about we exist to glorify God and do His will, um, that should bring a focus to our life. Mm-hmm. It just really should, individually and corporately as a church. And I'll, I'll speak to both really quick. So individually, the things I care about, the things that I invest in, the things that I spend my time, my money on, I want them to be things that glorify God and do His will, mm-hmm. right? It, it, that's not to say you can't have fun, things to sure. Sure, but my real investment, the thing that I'm I'm storing up treasures in, I want it to be for God. Yeah, and then we, we as a church, um, one thing that I love about our pastor, Pastor Doug, is he is one of the most um, gospel-focused persons right. I, people I've ever met. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just is. Um, when, when I think, Bryson, you mentioned that sometimes there's decisions that people don't like, and, mm-hmm. and Pastor Doug, cares about those things, right. but he also is not going to get distracted by them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he'll speak love where he can, mm-hmm. um, explain things where he can, but he's on mission. Yep. And I love that. And I think it's infectious. And so having a purpose helps us engage in things that matter. If we yeah. recognize that purpose, if we know that we exist to glorify God and do his will, then what things am I doing that don't do either of those mm-hmm. or don't do one of those, right? Or right. or run contrary to glorifying God and doing his will. If that is my purpose, and and we say this principle, it's not repeating the lesson. Uh, you know, lesson one is not the same as lesson four. This one is where purpose guided. Because mm-hmm. we could say, oh, I see the the purpose is to glorify God and do his will, but I, I'm not going to do it. As, mm-hmm. as Josh mm-hmm. was saying, it should be action. So this is saying, yeah, I see the purpose, and I'm guided by that purpose. And so it should change our focus. Yeah. Our focus should be on things that matter to God, uh, but then it should change our attitude in things as well. Yeah. There should be more graciousness. Um, we should be united in in functions and, and the functionality of the church yeah, as absolutely. opposed to divided. And there's so many little things that well-meaning Christians get so wrapped up in, mm-hmm. and it's just like, but is that a principle that detracts from glorifying God and doing His will? Yeah. Uh, does it, or is it a preference? Is it is it something that you just don't like? Mm-hmm. Um, is it something that maybe a new generation's doing, or an older generation won't quit doing? Right, mm-hmm. and, and we get so wrapped up in those things sometimes that our attitudes affected, and it's affected by things that uh, aren't our purpose. So, yep. so let let purpose this purpose that we exist to glorify God and do as well. Let it guide your focus and your attitude. All right. So, last thing we wanted to ask about is life. Then. How should uh, all this that we've talked about guide our life, not just here in church, but in life? So let's start with you, Josh. Yeah. 
So the one thing that I want to focus on, because again, there's so many things to be said, and I know you guys are be as the Lord led you guys. So where he 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 led me was, man, if if you are purposed in and you want to glorify God and do his will, a characteristic that you're gonna see in yourself is that you are going to so deeply care for those that are spiritually lost mm, as those good. that we would say who are not following Jesus, who have not made a commitment you know, of faith to follow him. That is something that we should do. And that means like, and I mean like, not just like, well, I, I care, right. You know, you know, not that the fact that if I see a, not in the way that you would see a puppy in a window and be like, I would love to take him home, but, mm. but it is a no. I need to go tell them yeah. because there is an urgency. There is a yearning because, you know, the, the reality is, is they are destined for a time away, an eternity without Christ. Yeah. So I think Charles Spurgeon said it best, and he, and he threw out these if statements. So I'm, I'm going to quote this. He says, if sinners be damned, at least let them leap to hell over our dead bodies. If they perish, let them perish with our arms wrapped about their knees, imploring them to stay. If hell must be filled, let the let it be filled in the teeth of our exertions and let not one go unworn or unprayed for. Mm. So that is something that, you know, when he said this, means you are doing everything you can. Yeah. And you are trying with every ounce of your might. Yeah to do with your words, with your actions, with your prayers, both yeah, as we pray to God for, for a heart change, but also with our words directly to the mm-hmm. individual. Because let's not forget something here. We have a command to do that. Mm-hmm. All right, Matthew 28, 19 through 20, we know that is the Great Commission. And it is a great sermon-filled thing, and I'm sure a lot of people, listeners, including at the table, can quote it. But let's not forget, it says, Go, Mm -hmm. therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Mm -hmm. That is command language. There's no if in that. Or you should go. That is a command Mm -hmm. treated as if from the straight, from the Son of God, to go do the things. Mm -hmm. And Jesus lived his entire life to show us how powerful he is. He showed us his mission and what we can do in his presence to come. And then we later saw in Acts 2, this helper, they come the Holy Spirit, who comes with such power. So let's go and let's do. Mm -hmm. This is our final command right here before Jesus ascended back up. Let's go and do, and my golly, let's go get them. Yeah, and let me—I'm going to add some uh, some things for people who may be thinking and trying to process through what you just said, uh, because it, you start out with talking about um, we should have a burden for people, right? And then we end with the concept that there's a command, right? And now that always, I think, hits people as. I, it could hit people as a contradiction, but how it actually hits them is, well, how come I don't feel that way? Why don't I love people enough, right? Why, why don't I have that burden, that passion for lost people enough? And so to that, I would say, I think Western society often has things backwards that we think feelings 
precede action when I actually think it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. I was doing some premarital counseling yesterday and I always go through first Corinthians 13 and, um, when it says love is patient, love is kind, etc., you know, there's a whole list. I encourage people to go read it. First Corinthians 13 verses four through seven. What it doesn't say is love feels patient. Love feels kind. It doesn't say any of that. Mm-hmm. And in fact, first Corinthians 14 verse one says pursue love. So when we think of the Western world and the idea of love and, and that we want love, we think of, well, I just love them. The heart wants what it wants. And we have that uh, sentimental feeling or we don't. And yeah. that's how people sometimes approach evangelism. I either care for people or I don't, and I don't. So, man, I guess, I guess I'm not aboard this Christian train. I'll just pretend to be aboard it. But that is why there's a command in Scripture. Like the action precedes the love. I want you to think about this. If you've ever, uh, if anyone listening's ever done something kind for someone, maybe beforehand you did it begrudgingly, mm-hmm. but afterward you're blessed by it. Mm-hmm. If you think of what if you went to go feed orphans in a village, right? Maybe maybe someone out there has done that, but maybe maybe others have, are like, I've never even thought about that. That's right. You right now you probably don't care, but I guarantee if someone goes and they feed some people who need some food then all of a sudden their heart would be touched. Mm-hmm. So it's actually actions that precede feelings. And so when we say, man, let's be hungry for the lost, sometimes it's going to take just being obedient to that command to go uh, reach lost people, and then you're going to start to really care for lost people. Yeah. Now, we'd love it if it were the other way around, right. and sometimes it is, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's not. So if someone's listening and they feel like, I don't really care that much about maybe my neighbor, my coworker, whatever, okay, we'll start to be obedient. And if those feelings come around, great. If they don't, still be obedient, right? Yeah. All right, what do you got, Bryson? Yeah, we've used this word a little bit, you know, like how does this guide us in our life individually? And I would just, you know, we've used the word focus. And I think um, you're going to follow the direct, like your life is going to follow the direction where you focus the most. And, you know, even going back to that analogy of the compass, right? Like, I mean, there's something in your life, there's a direction that you're following, you know, that we're all following, that we're all looking towards something. You know, I always like to think about like driving a car. You don't look straight forward and drive in reverse. You look in the, the rear view mirror, right? Because you can't see where you're going backwards. So you're always driving or you're always moving in the direction that you focus on. And, and I think the cool thing about this is um, even going back to like, we may not always feel like it. You know, we may not feel like we want to worship and we want to do, serve in ministry. Uh, we may not always feel like we want to have fellowship and community and and to be discipled and to the one more that I am currently forgetting evangelism right mm. well I guess we just talked about that we may not always want to we may not always feel like it but is our life moving in that direction and so I would just say like the cool thing about this how does this guide us it gives us something to focus on um, there's a lot of things in this world that are pulling for our time our attention our focus and if we're not careful, we begin drifting off into those different things. And I heard a pastor actually not too long ago, it was an older sermon, but um, he was talking about like um, a ship and a boat. And he made the analogy of like even just one degree, like over a long period of time, Mm. completely changes the trajectory. And so in some ways, you know, you, you don't even almost have to do this like massive, massive thing, right? Like just take one small step of faith. Like mm. just begin to slowly like shift your direction towards where God is leading and guiding. And if you're like, how do I know that? Well, be in his word, but also realize these five uh, purposes, worship, ministry, evangelism, fellowship, discipleship, is your life moving in a direction where those are true, not just on Sunday morning, mm. 
but but like Monday through Saturday as well. Yeah, good. Let me give people a little uh, mnemonic device to remember those five things because they are important. So I use Fuse, F-E-E-W-S, right? F-E-E-W-S. So maybe you don't pronounce it like Fuse, but I think of Few like F-E-W. This is like the whole all over again. F-E-W-S, fellowship, education or edification, whichever you want to say. Uh, evangelism, worship, and then service or ministry, whichever you want to say, yeah. right? So that's just an easy way to remember it. And, and you know, it's not important that people just memorize things, but remembering how we act out our purpose. Those mm-hmm. are some of the primary things. People who may read Acts chapter 2 may see that prayer is also there. That's also a good thing but uh, in, a, in a primary function right. of us as individuals and the church. Um, but But we want to remember these things. They are our purpose. They are how we glorify God, and we exist to glorify God and do His will. So it should guide us in life by helping us keep Him at the center um, of all the things we do, mm-hmm. right? Just just all things, whether it be the mundane things or the extraordinary things, the things I invest in, uh, the things that just occupy my mind. I want to keep God the center mm-hmm. um, to keep unholiness out and to keep um, purpose in. So any, any last things to add, guys? Yeah, I want to add one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as I was sitting here thinking about what we we're talking about, I think back to, I think it was a staff devotional that that Doug talked to us about. And I can't remember if he said it in a sermon or not, but in case he didn't, I'll share it here. As he told us that typically, you know, the greatest thing you could ever do for your day is going to be the hardest thing you can do for your day. So, you know, it's getting up for church is an ordeal. The -hmm. alarm goes off earlier, you know, and then if you have kids, you know, and the number, the the more number of kids you have, the increasing amount of difficulty. And to get everybody out the door on time because there's the pressures I have to show up on time, you know, I have to go through steps and processes. And, but, you know, at the end, you're thinking, man, I just feel refreshed because I got there. Even if I got there late for the songs, like I may have sung one song, mm-hmm. but I heard the message. And, you know, we can all say, man, that, that hit me where I needed. Or to get up and to do daily devotional times with This Is Us. We have daily devotionals mm-hmm. that you're going through. And students have daily devotionals yep. they're going through. So for, you know, for this, it's hard because you have to make time for it. Yep. And everything's going to cut into your time. So if I could just, you know, a personal thing for me and, you know, all of us here sitting here are the next gen pastors. Like we, mm-hmm. we oversee babies all the way up through college and beyond single adults, but we all have challenges that we face like every Sunday. So for example, a challenge for me is, is I rarely make it to worship. Like it is a, I think we have three life group hours on Sunday and with this many kids in the building, you know, I'm great that I can multiply out, but because of little things that could be happening and people need encouraged or areas, I I need to be there and I'm never there for music. Like that's the thing. But what's been challenged for me this week is I'm going to start going to worship services. Like I'm going to show up late (laughs) because I do the opening in kids life. And, and I love to do that, but I'm going to start coming in. Mm-hmm. It's a hard thing to do, but I'm going to be there because I also want I want you, the church, to see that that's important for me too. You know, so that's a little confession time. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's hard for us, but I'm going to do it because it's it's good for me, 
is good for my spiritual health because mm-hmm. I can't pour into other people's cups if my cup isn't full. Mm-hmm. Right. So what I want to do is to encourage, and I know all of us here have our challenges that we face during the week that we have that we sacrifice for and to mm-hmm. do. So to say this is, man, do the hard things and try to hit those things because they will be worth it, especially as we invest and live purpose guided to take these steps to follow Christ. That's good. That's good. And that's good for people to hear that um, even as staff members, because, you know, you're not doing a bad thing of, you know, there's a good reason why you would miss a service. And so to hear that even, uh, you know, a staff member has to be purpose guided, right? Because you need church. Yep. You you need to attend uh, the worship service, hear, hear the pastor uh, preach to you. And there's all sorts of good reasons like counseling with someone or, or hey, maybe leading someone to Christ or putting out a fire. Maybe a teacher uh, got sick at the last minute and now we have to fill it. And so, you know, delegating with your staff and and, and managing those things, it, it may be a little more complex than you just saying, I'm just going to handle it right now. Um, but it's a good thing to, to participate in the corporate That's worship right. because it is that important. So just reminding people, this is us. Um, we exist to glorify God and do His will. We are God-centered, Bible-based, and purpose-guided. Well, thank you for listening to Faith in Real Life. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and share with someone who needs a little faith in their life. And if you're in the O'Fallon, Illinois area, we'd love for you to stop by and visit one of our church services and a small group, which we call Life Groups, in person or online. You can find out all the details about things happening in our church through social media and at fbcofallon.org. That is fbcofallon.org. And we will see you next time. Hey.